The Christmas season brings about great joy, eggnog, gifts, Christmas carols, and the occasional holiday romp. Ho, ho, ho! So, put on your ugliest Christmas sweater, pour yourself some eggnog, and get ready for the 12 interviews of Christmas. Folks, welcome to the 12 interviews of Christmas. I'm excited because we've got a longtime friend, guest of the show, someone who brings some good old cowboy wisdom to the show, something that I just I can't offer because I'm not a cowboy. He's Patrick okay. Dorson. He's a Dorson, excuse me, he's a former radio host. He's a political commentator. He's a straight up American cowboy, folks. He's here right now. Patrick, good to see you. Good to see you too, Drew. Well, it's it's been a while, and uh, Merry Christmas, by the way. I'm excited to to spend some time with you today. So we've been having some fun with these, Patrick. I want to get serious with you as well. We're we're going to unfortunately get serious because our world is kind of a dumpster fire right now. Yeah. But before we do that, I gotta ask you, what is your favorite Christmas movie? My favorite Christmas movie is The Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. That's a great answer. Solid. The original one with Maureen O'Hara and John Payne and, uh, you know, a cast of great characters. I love that movie. It is a great movie. Yeah. And again, it almost it's, it's pretty rare, whether you're talking Christmas movies or not, that the original is not far superior. It's just that's just the way that the world goes. Um, yeah. Well, I, so I love being in Florida where I am here. It's it's free America. It's a great state yeah. led by a great governor. But I'm a little jealous of you being out west with a snowy, wintry Christmas. As I say that, though, I'm curious, and we've talked about this before. You moved from California a ways back and are, are thrilled and happy to be where you are. But what are you seeing in terms of other transplants? Because we've seen people leaving California New York, New Jersey, all of these liberal, you know, havens, but they've been leaving in droves. Have you seen that happening where you are up in the, the great Northwest? Absolutely. I mean, you know, we're kind of the, what they call the Intermountain West. And I, um, we've got people moving here from Seattle. Obviously, the problems in Seattle are well known. Yeah. Uh, we've got people who are moving from Portland, another city that has turned into a mess. And a lot of people from California. Now, a lot of the folks are moving to Boise uh, because Boise is just a rapidly growing area. A lot of businesses are moving there. There's plenty of real estate. There's plenty of housing, although that's starting to get in short supply. Um, but Boise is going to be the next big thing in the West. Uh, I, I think you're going to see Boise continue to grow. Where I live, you know, near Sun Valley, and we're kind of uh, a little enclave where we don't have a lot of people but there's a lot more money here. And just south of us in Twin Falls, you know, that's another town that's growing. You know, you've heard of Chobani Yogurt. That's where their big headquarters is. And once again, you have infrastructure, you have, you know, good energy supplies, and you've got some housing and plenty of room to build more. So Idaho is, is an up-and-coming place. Problem is, a lot of the Californians want to bring their politics with them, and, you know, yeah. Idahoans don't like that. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, what, you know, not uh, not to hold you to a percentage, but w we've seen that here in Florida and and no doubt you're seeing that too. You get these people who are fleeing, but they bring their their voting politics with them and it's like, "Wait a minute, what are you doing? 
you're leaving what you, you you had this this bastion of of liberalism there and and you were fed up with it so you're you're coming to try and make another one of those it's just confusing so there are those types coming there as well yeah you know i went to the university of oregon way back uh, you know during the ice age in the 70s <laughs> and um you know, there were bumper stickers because a lot of California kids were going up to the University of Oregon because the University of California is getting very crowded and the, and the requirements were very were a little higher than Oregon. And there were bumper stickers that said, don't Californicate Oregon. And, you know, you see kind of those kind of uh, bumper stickers now. It says, keep Idaho, Idaho, keep Idaho red. Um but, you know, it would take a lot of them to move into to, to Idaho to change things. When people are going to Florida, you know, I, I'm hoping that people are going to rediscover freedom in some of these places like Florida and Texas and say, you know, boy, look where I came from. There was crime. There was, you know, all this woke stuff. And, and I think that what Ron DeSantis has done is he's uh awakened a spirit of america that as an old 70 year old i thought was pretty much dead and i think that has i think we got at least one more chance of reviving free america and i hope we can in 24 because if we can't do it in 24 look out yeah well and the concern of course is i and i agree with everything you said there the concern of course that i think a lot of americans have right now probably us myself certainly included is can we win another election with how things are with with the momentum that the machine on the left has with with making sure that they always get the results that they want. And I'm not just talking about election fraud. I'm just talking in general. They're willing and capable of, you know, bending, breaking the rules, making new rules, whatever they have to do to win. So a lot of people have this concern that we might not win again. And and as that's been building, we've seen this kind of quiet balkanization in America where people are moving to Texas and Florida. They're going to where to places where there's, you know, others that align with their values and 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 have schools that are safe or whatever the case might be. There's lots of things. Do, do you think that continues? And do you think obviously no one wants violence to erupt in this country? I hope and pray that it never does. But do you think since you're out west and 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 looking sharp in your cowboy hat here. Do you, do you think we ever kind of go back to a Wild West kind of a deal if, if we can't get this on track by 2024? Well, we could. We could go into some kind of, a, you know, the old phrase of, can this marriage be saved? And America's always been a marriage of different regions, whether it's, you know, the West, whether it's the South, the Northeast, uh, the, you know, the heartland in the Midwest. It's always been a lot of nations within a nation. I mean, look at Florida. I mean, you have the Panhandle, which is more like the South. You have, you know, South Florida, which has a great, you know, South American and Cuban flavor to it. Yep. So it's even got, you know, states within in, in a big state. So I, I, I'm hoping we can save things. But, you know, let's be honest about it. People are beginning to self-select. And in a world where, you know, the, the national character is being lost. I mean, people don't even know what it means to be an American. We treat the Constitution as if it's just a bunch of paper sitting under glass at the National Archives in Washington and not a document that we're supposed to live by. We also are bringing in all kinds of people who are illegal immigrants, let's call them what they are, and um, they're not assimilating into America. You know, the guy that's waiting out the door, the guy that's... Uh, 
sitting in New Delhi and has applied legally to come to the United States, they get here, they go through a process where they have to raise their hand and say, I pledge allegiance to the United States of America. They have to learn a little of our history, and they bring parts of their culture to enhance ours. But remember, this is America. And Teddy Roosevelt used to say, you know, there's only one America, and you can't have a bunch of balkanized people sitting around and different tribes, because that's never going to work. Yeah. Well, I, I agree. And that's 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 really, you know, people don't like it because it sounds harsh or or mean or critical, but sometimes the truth just is we are a tribal country. You know, we, we are not tribal in the sense of, of how things were for, for, for me in Afghanistan for all those years in terms of right. tribe. But, but at the same time, and I say this all the time, we're really no different than Afghanistan because we don't rally around our flag anymore. You said it there. People don't know what it means to be American anymore. They've, there's all these confused children and adults running around having their concept and they say they like this country some of them don't and they just are are unashamed of how much they 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 hate this country but but there's others who just don't know uh, to me that's that's kind of the most important thing i don't know that you can do it is that you get people to understand what america is how great it is and rally around the red white and blue but i mean is there something else what, what's the most important thing that this country can do at this critical juncture in time to get things back on track? Well, first of all, obviously, we got to start in the schools. I mean, you mentioned kids being confused about what it means to be an American. Hell, kids are confused nowadays by a bunch of goofy adults who are telling them they have to, you know, figure out what gender they are. Right. Um, but, you know, I got to say that people look at America as a finished product. And when you look at the left, especially, oh, America's, you know, it's racist. Oh, America's this or that. Look. You know, again, I've, I'm 71 years old uh, next year, and I've seen a lot. And I remember watching dogs being set upon, you know, black people in the South on television. And for what reason? And they were marching for, the, for their rights. And, you know, they weren't marching with, uh, you know, nose rings and everything else. You know, Martin Luther King used to send college-educated young men and women into the, uh, into the luncheonettes and, and, you know, say, I... I want to be served. Something as simple as that. America has always been about a promise. We look at our mistakes and we try and get better. If we ever get to the point where we say, well, America is finished in as far as you know, a finished product, that's a dangerous place to be. You should always continue to strive to be stronger, always strive to be better, always strive to cor uh, correct the wrongs. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, your time in Afghanistan. You were in the service, so you met people from all over the country at, at that point. Look what happened during World War II. They, they purposely sent kids from New York to boot camps in the South, and they sent kids in the South to Fort Dix in New Jersey. You know, they, they had to mold a nation together to fight a common enemy. It wasn't easy, but look what happened. Out of that, the GIs came home. They built the country. Mind you, this is a group of people that grew up in the Depression. Then they're asked to go to war. Then they're asked when they come home to build America into the great country that it is today. So we have it in us. We just got to reach down inside and, and pull it out again. If we don't, and, and you know, time is short. It, it, we don't have a lot of time. So if we don't, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Well, you're right. And that's the last time we really won a war, by the way. Right. Um, We've, we've been a hot mess ever since. Not that we don't have the best warfighters on the planet. We do, but we've been a hot mess. And 
And you're right, time is short. And it sounds so, you know, doomsday and so apocalyptic and just awful. And and folks, sadly, it is. I mean, if if yeah. if you grew up in this country loving this country, it's time to stand up and fight for this country. And we're not saying, you know, pick up arms. We're not saying we want this to go to the Wild West, but we're saying we want to avoid that. So speak yeah. up, you know, yeah. r- help raise your kids right. You know, ma- all of those things matter. Get involved in, in local communities at the school board and all of that. And it's, it's just so important. It's, it's, it's a dire time, uh, but there, there, there is a glimmer of hope um, that we can keep this great experiment going. Yeah. You know, you mentioned the Wild West. People came West because, you know, one, the East was crowded. There was land. You know, the Homestead Act but was put in by Lincoln right in the middle of a civil war. Um, and, you know, in, out here in the West, we kind of live by the, the code, the cowboy code, you know, things like uh, your, your word is your bond. A handshake is a deal. Um, you know, when you're working for somebody, you ride for the brand. Um, you know, get each get up every day and live your life with courage. And that doesn't mean you're going to go out and lick your weight in wildcats. What it means is have the courage to to strive through tough times, through through you know all kinds of weather and storms and and economic problems and everything else. We used to be a heck of a lot tougher people. I think we we kind of lost some of our edge. And, you know, when we get into a little bit of trouble, oh, well, the government's going to help us. Well, the government's not going to give you anything. All they're going to do is take it from one person and give it to another. So I think we've got to reestablish some toughness in this country. We've got to remember that we're all together in this thing. And we also got to remember that, you know something, as long as it ain't scaring the horses and as long as it's not against the law, enjoy your life. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's great wisdom to end on right there. Uh, well, although I do have one last question for you. It has nothing to do with anything we've talked about. It has to do with Christmas because it's the 12 interviews of Christmas. Patrick, what's your yeah. favorite Christmas song? Uh, I really like, uh, well, there's, I like Oh Come All Ye Faithful. I like that. Because to me, the traditional Christmas carols are what it's all about. Um, you know, last night I was listening to some old Christmas carols on YouTube, just sitting in bed, you know, and uh, some of the beautiful choirs that are in this world from England, from the Mormon Tabernacle Choir to, you know, choirs all over. And, you know, the pop songs are fun and we all like them, but the pop songs are about Christmas as a thing. Yeah, where, commercial oh, Christmas. come all ye faith, right. Yeah. And away in the manger, hark the herald angels sing. That's about what the holiday is all about. And yeah. it's about the birth of Christ who came to this world to be among the people and to show them the way to a better world and a better life. So I like those. Absolutely. Maybe the best response yet. I love it. It's got to be about that 100%. Patrick, what's the best place for people to follow you? Well, they can go to ridingfences.com. It's my uh, website. Um, And uh, drop me a line. I've got a a section up there. I haven't written in a while because I've been kind of busy training my horse, but um, I'm going to start writing again here in 23, but there's a lot of good stuff in there already. I love it. Well, definitely go check that out, guys. You can see Patrick. He's on Newsmax a lot. He'll be back here on this show uh, as we bring guests back in the new year. So we're excited about all those things. Patrick, thanks so much for spending some time with us. We hope you have a great and Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. 
And a very Merry Christmas to you, Drew, and appreciate having me on. Absolutely. All right, folks, Merry Christmas to the rest of you as well. We still have some more interviews to go in this 12 interviews of Christmas season. So make sure you check those out. Make sure you share this one. I know you enjoyed it. We appreciate Patrick's wisdom as always. Have a great day. We will see you tomorrow. Be safe, be smart, be free. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers.